Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. And by PositiveEd.com Attend from anywhere in the world. Always pay the lowest price. 6 to 10 hours of innovative content and more. Education for every learning lifestyle. Never miss the class you need and transcripts are provided for recordings. Say hello to Pet Professional Education Unleashed with PositiveEd.com. Now, let's get this tea party started. Alrighty then. Here we are. It's tea time again. Hello, Hello, Miss Melissa. How are you today? I'm wonderful, besides melting here away in the uh, blissfully hot desert climate that we live in. Oh, you mean the sun? We live on the sun. We live on the surface of the sun, I think. Sorry, guys. My dogs got new toys yesterday, so (laughs) we may have some uh, uh, background squeaky because Noni cannot stop with one of the squeaky toys. It's it's become an addiction. I am not mad about it. You will be by the end of this broadcast. No, it's probably going to happen in stereo from over here as well. So. <laughs> no worries. So what do you have in your cup today, Miss Melissa? Well, I have my wake up, be awesome, repeat cup this morning. I love that. I love so that. So I am sipping on some... Mm, some uh sweet jasmine tea just with a little honey in it and it is actually cool my cup has been in the freezer and then uh, i let the tea cool itself and then pour it in there because i'm sorry but it's far too hot and my hormones make me far too hot to withstand any warm beverages at this moment in time i feel that so hard what's in your cup this morning I'm also drinking a cool version. Uh, this is my little campy mug that I take camping. You know, never, because I don't go outside. Uh, <laughs> and in it is, oh, let me take it. This is the cool version of Clear Heart, my Clear Heart formula. And it is to 
clear arteries and strengthen the heart muscle and to basically just calm your blood pressure. And because, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got, you need to calm yourself. Sweetheart. <laughs> uh, it's got ginkgo biloba, ashwagandha, hawthorn, cinnamon, and orange peel. So that's Ooh, what I'm rocking nice. today. Yeah. It I love like, that little It tastes like of, a campfire, too. Yeah, <laughs> that little hint of, of citrus in there should make that really nice. It's very tasty. Very nice. Very so nice. So I bet you're wondering what our topic is. Yes. Bam drama in the grooming industry and how to deal there's no drama in the grooming industry that's never <laughs> no I, I i love when i love when there's there's some drama and i'll never say what the drama is but i will you'll see it reflected in my posts on yeah. my social media so then everybody goes crazy and is to what happened? What happened? Yeah. And you're all lurking, passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Who did it to you and why? What happened? Who said what? So, yeah. It's true. It's true. Well, um, I just think that uh, it's important to talk about this simply because there is drama in the grooming industry. There are so many personalities, so many strong personalities, and so many people who are educated and, and have a little bit of learning or experience in the grooming world. And um, for some reason, sometimes it's just hard to communicate with other groomers. And uh, we are working toward more and more towards um, learning how to communicate better. Um, so that we can get our point across without everybody taking it so personally. Well, I think that that is a big, that's a, that's a perfect point because one of the things I talk to my students all the time is don't take everything so personally. And I think also since we are a very, apparently Noni wants to be part of the show. If you can hear her, she's um, got some beef. Yes, she Jeez. does. She's causing <laughs> drama behind me. Noni, come here. You have to be quiet. So, um, one of the things I I had to learn early on when I left when I left my little shop and went to work for a, a much bigger corporation, and I had never done that before. One of the things that was a hard lesson for me was to not take things so personally and not be so emo like attach so much emotion mm -hmm. to a lot of what goes on in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it was early lessons primarily for me about balance, about being balanced and understanding how to balance your emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, and sometimes um, everybody knows that I'm not your ordinary girl. Um, I'm a little bit neurodivergent myself. And sometimes I myself will blurt something out with the best of intentions and it comes out 10 ways kind of wrong. Uh, and people will be like, what did you mean what you just said? I'm like, no, I don't even know where that sentence came from. Right. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say and not what I meant by what I said. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm guilty of that as well as taking things personally sometimes because I'm human. We're, we're all human and we're doing our very best. All of us are. So when somebody disagrees with us or even downright says something that's just mean, um, 
we it's hard for us to make sense of it. Right. Um, so all we can do is practice. Yeah. And know that we want to push the um, industry forward. We're all working diligently to try and do that and to inform and educate other groomers that are coming up. Uh, so that Even I think that opposing, you know, on op opposing sides of, of a discussion doesn't necessarily have to be an argument, right? You can have a debate and you can have a discussion and you can agree to disagree. Absolutely. Without, without turning it into something that has to become nasty mm -hmm. or, um, I, I have colleagues that I respect and mm -hmm. that I love as human beings, but I don't agree with methodology or we differ mm -hmm. on, you know, different, uh, just different thought processes on how we do things in this industry. Right. That doesn't mean that I have to dislike them. Correct. Sometimes I, I find myself having to love them even more so that I can try to understand them and come to a place where I don't, don't let my husband know this, but that <laughs> I don't have to be right. It, it's not. You know, that is a secret that you should I take know. to your grave. <laughs> Chuck, don't tell dad. Um, <laughs> no doubt. That, um, you know, we don't always have to be right. It doesn't have to be about being right or wrong. Um, sometimes it's just about saying, okay, I understand that's where you are in this uh, in this debate or in this discussion. Here's mm -hmm. where I am and respect each other enough to allow each other to grow in that. Because a lot of times we either change or we flip the script. And, and next thing you know, we're like, oh, you know what? Maybe that was actually not what I should have been you know, uh, using that tool for or acting this way about because I was so staunch. It always makes me, always makes me leery, you know, when they always say the, 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 uh, the, what is that saying? The, the loudest wheel gets the grease or squeaky mm -hmm. wheel gets the grease, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that, that squawking, squawking, squawking. Sometimes that there's a lot to be said about that for that, that particular person squawking is looking for some kind of an att attention. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to be said for going about your business quietly and independently and understanding where, where you fit in. I think some of it is also that we're in an industry of the majority of females and yes. a lot of us grew up in maybe not so stellar uh, environments right. and we never felt like we were heard. Uh, so when you do find yourself in a discussion or a heated argument with someone, especially online, um, it feels like you're just not being heard. So you have to yell louder or you have to drown out the other person. Um, not necessarily for me, but I know a lot of people are like that. And I think that's where learning how to debate, learning how to have a discussion is um uh, really important for all of us. I think that uh, maybe that's another class that we'll have to come out with. Uh, using the Oxford debate rules sometimes uh, can be very freeing because when you take a debate class, uh, those of you who have been through it understand what I'm saying, not only are you asked to debate your topic, but you're asked then to switch and debate the side, the other side of your topic that you don't believe in. Because when you research a topic, that you don't believe in let's just say for 
I'm going to throw it out there and you yell at me if you want, because I don't care. <laughs> Let's say shaving right. double coats. That, this is a really good one that gets argued about a lot. Uh, sh shaving uh, um, uh, double coats. You shouldn't shave or you should. Uh, it's not a problem to shave. So I'm in the camp that I'm not going to shave a double coat if I don't have to for medical reasons or for right. the elderly. There has to be extenuating a circumstance for me to maintain a shave down on a double coat. Um, however, uh, if I were debating my opponent that says, I don't think there's anything wrong with shaving down a double coat, and then you switch, researching reasons why it's okay to shave will teach you so much more about your topic. Oh, absolutely. So just because someone is saying something that you don't agree with, try to find the truth uh, separately from the, from the discussion, try to find the truth in what they're saying, because there might be nuances that you're missing by being so staunchly in on one side of the topic, you know, I think it's, it, it makes it harder when you adhere to rigidity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really do. I was looking up the this quote because it's a, something I tell myself often. It's mm -hmm. Bernard uh, Bernard Meltzer, mm -hmm. and before you speak, ask yourself uh, if what you're going to say is true, is kind, is necessary, is helpful. If the mm -hmm. answer is no, maybe what you are about to say should be left unsaid, mm -hmm. because. Mm -hmm. All those things, if the answer is no, a lot of times you're speaking out of pure emotion. Right. Mm -hmm. You're speaking out of usually hurt or the feeling of being unseen or unheard. Um, and you're trying to jab someone else with mm -hmm. words. You know, like, have you ever heard you know people say, oh, that we were verbally sparring? Right. Mm -hmm. So... Um, if someone is so staunch and so set in that way and they have made no indication that they are willing to do research or to examine your truths that you're trying to share, then you truly just have to step away from that because that person's mm -hmm. mind, you are not the person that's going to change their mind. Mm -hmm. And you just have to say, okay, I, you know, I respect where you're at right now, but that's not where I'm at. And so we have to respectfully agree to disagree mm -hmm. and, and walk away. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different uh, topics that get argued about on the um, like Facebook and Instagram and, and all those, someone will post something oh, and inevitably yeah. people will come out of the woodwork telling them nine ways that that's wrong or they're stupid or this, that, and the other. I very rarely engage in those type of conversations unless the topic is really important to me and I feel like other people need to know about it. And maybe, right. a, maybe a dozen people come out and uh, engage in a negative way. However, sometimes if you can keep your cool, uh, it's better to go ahead and engage, even though people are being very negative to get your information to show people how to do oh, it. So absolutely. all the other, all the other 50,000 people that are a member of that group, and that group or other groups, and you know what groups I'm talking about. I'm not going to say by name. Uh, you know, the other 50,000 are just lurking and wanting information without having to right, engage. Come on, come and on get... Michelle. Don't make me be Beyonce. Say, <laughs> say the name. No, I'm not going to. Yeah, maybe. Not going to do it. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> 
But sometimes it's better to have that conversation so that the information is out there because maybe you don't quote unquote win the argument, right? but you will put that information in front of 50,000 people who will listen to it and make their own choice. That's a huge part of that. When, when we, when we engage in that drama online, the people that are engaging each other in conversation or in argument, uh, Mm -hmm on a thread or, you know, in a group or whatever, those are just the people you're seeing that are uh, expressing an opinion. Correct. But you're not seeing all the thousands of eyes Mm -hmm. that are reading all these comments and are just kind of sitting back like, hmm. And, you know, sometimes people will put that little, like they'll just post a comment and say F for following. Right. Cause they mm-hmm. want to see it. Right. They want their interest in the topic or sometimes they just want to, they want to be a lurker at the drama. Yeah. Uh, and if you, if you have two people that have lost their way, that have lost their cool and they're just arguing back and forth, then that's just an argument fest. Right. However, if one of the people can keep their cool and at least keep on track on topic and say, yeah. no, that's not what I said. This is what I'm saying, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and never hurl insults if you can possibly help it. If somebody may, tells you, you know, you're full of BS, this, that, and the other, just say, you know what? I wish you the best right. um, because we're talking about a topic. I'm not talking about anybody personally. We're talking about the subject. And that's something that a lot of people who engage in this behavior don't understand. Um, I'm Michelle and you're Melissa and we're separate from the topic that we're talking about. So if we have a difference of opinion, I don't hate you. I may hate what you said, but I don't hate you. You know, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, oh, well, I don't feel that particular way of what you just said, but let's talk about it. Let's find a a common ground if we can, or a whole new topic offshoot from what we discovered by talking about the original topic. Yeah. So I think that that's, I think that, I think that the drama itself ensues when people start to take comments very personally or people start to hurl insults or, mm-hmm. or make comments that are no longer based on any kind of a, of a fact or a comment that adds to the actual discussion, but are making comments just to hurt or undermine right. the other mm-hmm. person. It's like yeah. po- I, I, they say poking the bear. It's like just, just going over there and just poking the bear. Let's see if I can piss this person off because yeah, I, I want her not, to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> nothing constructive about it there's nothing um that is uh, that you're lending to this this discussion to be positive or to carry this on mm-hmm. in a in a uh, in a vein that's going to make us want to uh delve further into this topic mm-hmm. it, it actually takes the topic and puts it on the back burner and now you have two people just arguing or mm-hmm. more than two people just arguing right right and that is usually when those hundreds of thousands of other people are sitting back like, hmm, this is interesting. That got and juicy real quick. That's yeah, crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, and I usually like look at it and go like, Ugh. like I mm-hmm. get embarrassed for those people. Yeah. I get embarrassed for them when they break the fourth wall, when they break the, when they break the topic and just start rolling insults. That's, it makes me sad because 
that person uh, or persons uh, have valuable information to share. And instead of sharing that information because they feel like they're losing for whatever reason, that there's no loss. We're just right. discussing a topic, you know, and some people just don't know how to let people just be people. You know, some there are there's never going to be 100% agreeance with everything that you say or all the material that you put out. There's always going to be someone uh, back there who's like, well, I don't do it that way, or I think that's wrong, or what, and that's fine, fine. Sometimes you have to just talk to the people who know your language, you know, and hopefully the ones in the background who are lurking listen and get a little bit of learning from hearing your discussion. Um, and that's really mostly what I'm after when I when I have those rare discussions in groups like that. Otherwise, I'll just throw in some information and right. see if it sticks, you know, see if anybody wants to talk about it. It's it's no big deal. So how do you deal? Uh, let's say you've made a post of a before and after or a post of something that you learned uh, and you're really proud of yourself and you should be and you should be getting people going, you know what? Great job. That's a right. for the first time. That looks absolutely incredible. You know, do you mind if I give you a critique? You know, that's how it should be. Uh, I think there's one called roast my groom. We absolutely make posts and then you tear them apart in the best way possible. Uh, and that's the only one that I know of that that's welcome. However, if we expect to nurture the next generation of groomers, which yes. are so desperately needed in this in industry, you know, we are kind of flailing a little bit, trying to get enough people to serve all these pets. Um, if you're brand new, there's nothing more discouraging than having just, you know, 10 people just smash you down after mm -hmm. your one attempt at showing people what you did. Right. You know, and the sad part of it is maybe it isn't an up to par groom, quote unquote. So it's an effort. And every single one of us has a groom or a series of grooms at the very beginning of our uh, career that no one should have of, seen ever. <laughs> and some of us at, towards the end of our actual group physical grooming career. Yes. Yes. You, know, yes. you start to look at your stuff and go, I yeah. see that so yeah. much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact that I am over uh, my peak of scissoring and yeah. doing everything nice. I can't see anymore. Yeah. My hand shakes. You know, I just, the, I'm past my prime in doing crispy grooms. So now yeah. I do, I do serviceable grooms and that is okay. Um, not everybody is going to be Groom Team USA. No, not everybody achieves that nor wants it. All right. You know, and that's what I was a, say. not everybody's goal is, is that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, long before I lost those crispy skills, I had started to shift my thought processes on mm -hmm. what I actually wanted to get out of my grooming session. So, you know, not everybody and not everybody's going to like what you have to say or not everybody's going to like you. Right. That was a hard one for me to swallow. Mm -hmm. That not everybody loved you. Yeah. That not everybody <laughs> liked me. And Melissa, my love should be enough. Yeah. <laughs> You have loved me through many, 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 many years in this industry. So, but, you know, just the fact that some people, like I've literally had people say to me, you're, you're uh, toxic positivity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I'm like, really? Hmm. I find that interesting. But I don't even. What is toxic positive? Yeah. You're so positive, you make us feel bad. Yeah. What kind of? <laughs> yes, 
I literally had someone say, I don't follow you on social media. Another groomer had come up to me at one of the shows, had said, uh, you know, was doing, which always just makes me laugh when they mm-hmm. do the mm-hmm. whole fangirl thing, because I'm like, it's me. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a mess. Do not mm-hmm. think that I am this golden idol anywhere, because mm-hmm. I am not. And There's I'm, a reason you sage. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, Oh, talking to me about whatever class and that kind of stuff. And she was like, and this is my friend. We work together, but she doesn't follow you. And yeah, I know. And that's what I said. Why do you need to know that? Yeah. And and I was like, oh, I said, oh, oh, um, I said, well, you don't have to. Everybody doesn't have to follow me. And she was like, well, I'm just not that kind of person. I don't like all that positivity to me. Your you have your toxic positivity, where wow. you don't yeah you don't want people to see the darkness. And I was all girlfriend, <laughs> you do not even know the darkness that I have to walk through every day. But yeah. I still light my candle. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, everyone's toxic. in a different place. Right. Everyone is in a different said. place. I said, yeah. but if that's where you're at, and if what I'm saying is offensive to you. And you find that toxic by all means, you don't need to be in my circle right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you do decide, or if you ever do decide, you want to step into that light, there's always room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, but, but that was that's a, that's a bitter pill when you kind of feel like, you know, uh, or you think everybody likes you. And then you find out that, that drama of, uh backstabbing or you know talking behind your back and then then there's always that one person that you know that is always trying to be helpful and they're like just so you know because i love you and then they cut you on your face with a knife exactly (laughs) they literally like in alien just like reach in rip it out of your chest and yeah 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 and they're like they tell you something that you probably could have gone the rest of your career or your life not not even knowing and and been happy and you know there's something to say for ignorance is bliss Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I know that kind of information, I usually don't share it. Right. Unless I really, really, really feel like it's going to be a detrimental thing. Like somebody is doing something that I know and I love and they're going to invest in a business with someone that I know. Right. If they need to know it to, to make their life handleable and give them all the facts. Absolutely. Right. Uh, but yeah, I don't just share mean stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, you it's know, mean. and sometimes I think people do it and then they sit back and they want to see what, you know, they want to see you of, break down. They want yeah, to see what happens or if you're going to confront that person or, you know, whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, that to me is like, those, those are what, what my mama calls the pot stirrers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They step in, they say their piece and then they walk away and everybody else falls apart. You know? mm-hmm. And so um, it's just, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, not to get preachy, but there's actually a Bible story that talks a parable that talks about that, that how the devil comes in and whispers in one ear and mm-hmm. how it just disseminates amongst the crowd of people mm-hmm. and just causes chaos. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'd rather just stay away from that chaos, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people out there that, that really live for that drama. Mm-hmm. 
they are just all about it. And they say things like I've worked with a girl that used to do this all the time. Um, we lit, we worked in a, in a large salon together with a lot of other groomers and she would say something about somebody else to me and she'd be like, whatever you do, don't tell so-and-so, but ew. Yes. And finally, I had because then every time I saw that person, me, I'm I'm that kind of person. I'm the guilty, you know, party. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm looking at this person being like, oh my God, this person thinks this of you and thinks that, you know, everything you do is horrible, whatever. But I couldn't bring myself to tell them. So finally I had to tell the other girl that was always saying that stuff, be like, no, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you have to nip it in the bud. Keep that crap to yourself. Yeah, keep that to yourself. Don't start that drama. And, you know, be able it's to It's poisoning the well is what it yes, is. Yes, is what it is. Yeah. And Once you poison the well, well, it only takes one person to poison yeah. the well, but then the whole village drinks from it. Uh, and I think that if you're going to, quote unquote, poison the well, it should be something full of positivity instead yes. of negativity. Exactly. And yeah. I don't know how posi being positive and being filled with light is, is toxic. It can be if you're not ready for it. Like I said, yeah. everybody's in a different place. Uh, I myself have tried to give <laughs> uh, platitudes and advice and, and a loving gesture to a, a few people over the course of my life. And it just comes out wrong. And it, you know who you are as well. And you know that I love you and we've already discussed it. Sometimes you just don't come out right. The words don't come out in the correct order or they don't come out. It's just, it happens. It happens. And if you're friends to begin with, then you can work through it. Um, uh, if you weren't friends to begin with, then, you know, why are you in that person's on that person's Facebook anyway? Yeah. Uh, or Instagram or, in or whatever. Or yeah, absolutely. In, in but, uh, it, you know, it's never meant with a meanness. Um, I tend to operate from the foundation that um, no one knows who I am and no one likes me. So that when it does happen, <laughs> <laughs> when it does happen and they're like, oh, my God, we love you. I'm just like, really? <laughs> That keeps me safe. And I wake up with this. Like, oh, the awesome repeat. Everybody loves me. Everything I do is wonderful. And why do they not like me? What could I possibly do? I mean, besides yeah. being annoying, I even say that to my husband all the time. I'm always like, I'm annoying, aren't I? And he goes, sometimes. <laughs> but the most loving sometimes. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. I, I love it. I, I think also that if you actually do have which is a rare thing you do have long-lasting relationships like long-lasting friends in this industry mm -hmm. and i think that there's also different levels of friendship oh definitely yeah. michelle and i have been friends for a really long time mm -hmm. um I've been friends with other people that is more of a surface kind of friendship and they don't really know about my personal life and that kind right. of stuff and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But just for an instance, Michelle and I actually just had lunch a few, maybe a month ago with Kate Clayson mm -hmm. um, that we both are very good friends with. Um, and I used to work with Kate and I left and I had to have a surgery and I had to reevaluate my grooming career and everything. And I was very lost because I did not know who I was. I wasn't really teaching, teaching yet. And, um, and I didn't know who I was without that clipper in my hand. 
Yeah. I felt like my, my self-worth was attached to my actual standing behind that grooming table. Um, and I really had deluded myself into believing that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And I called Kate and I said, Hey, I know I can't do big dogs anymore. And I know that I can still do cats, but only, you know, I can't do, do uh, cantankerous ones. Cause if I get bit and you know, all that mm-hmm. and, but I need to come back. I need to groom. I need to. And Kate looked at me. She's like, well, she's like, let's get lunch and we'll talk. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. And if you know, Kate, Kate is a straight shooter. If yeah. this was the old West, she would be the sheriff. So, mm-hmm. um, well, she was the sheriff sort of. So <laughs> exactly. So, um, she, we had lunch. And so I said to her, so have you thought about it? You know, uh, what kind of schedule, blah, blah, blah. And you know me, I'm just diarrhea of the mouth. I'm just going, 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 going. And Kate looks at me and she just looks at me with complete and utter, just straight face. And she said, I've thought about it and no. Mm-hmm. And I was crushed. Devastated. Yeah. Yeah. I was completely devastated. And I was so hurt and she looked at me and she obviously, cause I, it took all of everything I had not to cry. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she said to me, honestly, you're, you're going to be glad that I I'm telling you no later right now. Mm-hmm. This feels rough, but she's like, that's not your, I'm not going to let you. She's like, I love you and you're my friend and I'm not going to let you go backwards. Right. You had other destinies to fulfill rather yeah. than just going back and doing a couple of cats a day at her salon. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And so, and I tell her that all the time. I'm always like, I'm all, every time I do post my classes and do this and teach at a show and do all this stuff, I always say to her, you know, if you would have said yes to me, I would have never been able to do any of these things because I would have been tied to a schedule at a, t- you know, at the mm-hmm. grooming salon. And I would not have been able to pretty much write my ticket. Right. And so that could have been drama between us. I could have been like, oh, I'm never speaking to her again. Right. You know, all that. But I had to put aside my pride and where I was in that moment and think, what is she seeing that I don't see? Well, not only that. She was a true friend to you in that moment. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. she wasn't saying, no, I don't, it's not going to work out. I don't want you back. She wasn't saying that, although no. that's what she said. <laughs> what she was saying was, you know what? You have so many other things going for you that I think you should pursue that instead right. of come back here and be trapped and scared and afraid to do those other things. Yes. And look exactly. at you now, lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I honestly, I... I'm a true Taurus. I like stability. I like things to have my homeostasis, you know, mm-hmm. my things mm-hmm. the way they are. And so I, I don't take well to change. Um, it takes me a long time to settle into change. So um, I tend to want to go back to the things that I know and right. that I feel comfortable in. But she made me get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. In order yeah, uh, success doesn't better. lie in comfort. It, it does no. lie in the discomfort, for sure. Uh, if you're not scared when you launch a project, then you didn't do yeah. it right. Yep. <laughs> you didn't do and, if, it right. and honestly, if people are saying, 
what the heck are you trying to do? What, you know, what, what is yeah. this? Or, you know, so, oh, so-and-so already does that. Or so-and-so talked about that already. Then you know you're on the right path. Because right. Or, or this one. Oh, we already tried that and it didn't work. Well, it's because you didn't try yep. it their way or the right. other way or keep trying, you know. Uh, sometimes you got to scuff up your knee before you stand, uh, you know, in this business. So, yeah. I mean, I was personally told about my energy work classes, about the massage classes. That has absolutely no place in the grooming industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That but has, it does. Yeah. Groomers sometimes you have a vision. Yeah. Honestly, Melissa, when I started doing skincare in, I'm going to say 2005 is when I started doing dedicated therapeutic skincare for dogs. Everybody thought I was an idiot. I have been called so many names, even by veterinarians, not just regular groomers who told me I didn't know what I was talking about until I started having before and afters that you could not refute. Uh, and then I started getting interest in that. And now I hear people say things I taught decades yeah. ago coming right out of their mouth word for word and i'm like holy cow you know what i mean and and skincare now is booming in the industry yeah. people are really starting to understand uh that how important it is um to what it, we do and if so, you would have listened to them if you would have fallen prey to that drama you know of ah michelle is doing that again and ah, there's michelle over there trying to do this or mm -hmm. i know personally i heard people say things like you know oh she wants to be a vet or she's not mm -hmm, a vet mm -hmm. and that should only be for veterinarians mm -hmm. i even heard groomers talk about the fact that we should not be that educated I, i've heard that too i've heard yeah. that too there's we're just no watching dog butts stop reading books what's yeah. wrong with you <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah Yep. That there's yep. no reason to be that educated. We don't need to be that educated. And I was like, what? And the, the best way to get me to do something is tell me not to. Right. Tell you me can't I can't do, do that. It. Yep. Or tell you're not supposed to do this. Yes. Like, oh, I'll fight, I'll figure out a way. I, yep. I feel like skincare, uh, therapeutic skincare absolutely fulfills an important function uh, as a go-between between veterinary care and grooming. Yeah. I and I do believe I just text, I just uh, tagged you in that text where people were going back and forth in that mm -hmm, one skincare mm -hmm. group about mm -hmm. using Murphy's oil soap on a dog to wash their dogs with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people for it, groomers for it, and groomers against it, and groomers saying why. And so I just went to the Murphy's oil soap site and it actually said on there, while our product is naturally derived, we do mm -hmm. not recommend it. Mm -hmm. Well, or a lot of things are like that. And a lot of things back in the day when there weren't 82, 5,000 uh, product companies. Products, yeah. Um, back in the day, we had a, a small amount of things to work with. And we did go to, you know, those things. However, uh, chemistry's come a long way. Science has come a long way. And our knowledge of the dog, of the skin processes has leaps and bounds. We now know everything there is to know about a dog's skin, basically. And right. on a basic functional way of how it reacts to products that are on it. Um, there's, there's better. So am I going to, am I going to get a wrench to take out a, a splinter? Right. Or am I going to get a specialized tool? Right. Uh, now our products, and I'm, I'm going to say 99.99% of all grooming products in the grooming industry are good products. 
and they absolutely do work in certain circumstances in a category or in the order of operations of skincare, right. they absolutely fulfill a function. Um, and I'm glad that we have so much variety. However, However, uh, we also don't want to allow that drama into the discussion where we don't need to know about those kind of things. Exactly. If I get, should I get this product or that product? That's where your education comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you are, a, a, if you know about ingredients and how right. decks are put together for products, you have a little bit better understanding about what's on the back of that bottle. Or when you turn the bottle around and there's no ingredients at all, or it's all proprietary, um, you know, I'm going to choose not to use that because I believe in knowing what's going on my skin as well as the dog. Um, but uh, I think but that if you, if you take to a group and say that some, mm -hmm. some people will roast. You. Oh, they'll, they'll light me up. Absolutely. But yeah. uh, I stick by my guns. I'm going to stick right. by what I said. I'll stand by what I said. Um, I'm not saying that this product is, is, yucky and you should never use it. I'm saying that in certain circumstances, that product's not appropriate. Right. That's all. That's it. Uh, it doesn't mean that that product's bad in another circum certain circumstances for another dog or cat or bat or rat, whatever you're working on, that product's going to be vital uh, oh. and be important to your regimen other yep. rather than the one that you used before. So educating yourself is probably the best way to get a handle on all these millions of products that we have that are shoved in our face. Now, Marketing is a thing. Oh yeah. The the, the words that they put together, the uh, the colors they put on the package, how they market it, how they tell you how to use it, the music they use in their commercials. All those things lead you to buy their product. I'm not mad about it. I got products I'm trying to sell them too. It's not an issue. However, however, uh, I do have an issue with things that are marketed incorrectly. I have an issue with things that are marketed that don't do what they say they're going to do or that don't reveal what they are so that you can make a better decision for uh, a substance to be on your skin all day, eight yeah, or 10 or 12 that can be, times a day. Yeah. Something that can be actually detrimental to you and the animals and they're yeah. not revealing that. And a lot of times it's not detrimental to the animal because animal comes in in four to eight weeks or four to six weeks or whatever. Right. But you're there every, every day, day with your hands in it. <laughs> yeah. So that's why it's important. I think it should be marketed as a human product and have the same regulations as a human cosmetic product simply because it we are touching it. Right. Every day, all day. Uh, and Depending I think on important. the dog you're working on, you might be eating it too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Or in your eyes, in your right eyes. in your mucous membranes, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, and people are always going to argue about that. I've been yeah. washing this dog in this substance for 30 years and I've never had a problem. I've been shaving double coated dogs for 30 years and I've, they've always grown back fine. Number one, I'd like to see pictures of all your grown back fine dogs. I'd like to see that. Uh, and if you've been using that particular product, I want to feel the finishes on your dogs. A lot of people in this industry, and this is what really freaked me out at first when I started doing therapeutic grooming, is that the majority of us do not know what a healthy coat feels like or looks like or acts like. Uh, and that's kind of scary because that's what we do for a living. Now, we see a lot of show dogs because, you know, they're on the TV a lot, right? Uh, you know, you tune into Westminster, you go to the dog shows, you see all these coats that are just look all beautiful, but you don't understand that half of them are full of chalk. 
texturizers, hairspray, this, that, and the other. So even show dogs who are, the majority of them are very healthy, genetically sound, tested, all the things. When they get all that stuff washed out of their coat and they're correctly conditioned afterwards, that hair is probably healthy. That's a healthy coat. But not everybody gets to feel those textures. Not everybody understands what that looks like. Nobody understands that you shouldn't use white coat shampoo on a white coat just because it's white coat. A white coat that has a stain needs a white coat shampoo. Otherwise, it's just dirty. Just wash it and it will be white again. Right. White is should be a prism in the sun. It should have reflection and beauty, not be a dead grass white color, like flat well, paint. People don't understand also that the overuse of those whitening shampoos will turn the coat yellow. Exactly. Or blue or blue, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, whatever that it is. Grayish the hue, right. Exactly. Depending on how dry that dry and porous that coat is, that color Correct. is going to get absorbed in there. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's again, it's, it's on a need to use basis. Correct. So yeah. when you, when you look at that kind of stuff, that's why it's important to be educated about it. I, mm. I about, I got so excited the other day at work. One of my students, Olivia, was talking to a client about they wanted their lab shaved. And she was giving them the spiel about why we should not shave a double-coated breed, blah, blah, blah. And I about peed my pants. I got so excited when she said, well, you know, we don't want to damage the biome. And I was like, I was all, yes, yes. That's so sexy. Say it again. <laughs> I'm like standing there to the side, you know, because I'm there lurking, listening to how she's talking to the clients. And I'm like, I hear her say it. And I was just like, I'm like, she said biome. She said biome. You know, everyone's like, what? She said, what? 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 Yeah, I was like, yeah. So then she got the dog and she's like, I talked him out of shaving it. And I'm like, I know it. And you said biome. I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. That's but really, really awesome. But that's what we need. We need that in our, instead of, instead of roasting these young groomers, these new groomers to the industry, instead of that, let's start to educate them. There are so many of us that have been in this industry for so long and we're so ready to jump into the drama Yes. instead of jumping in and really wanting to help them and really wanting to make them better. Um, I read a quote the other day that, and it may not be true for everyone, but it kind of touched a chord with me as I have, I, I have, uh, two daughters of my own that said your mother is the only other woman that will want you to always be better than she is. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Oh, that, that hit my heartstring, you know, mm -hmm. that almost got a tear like the refrigerator commercials. That do may be true a little bit, but there's plenty of ladies that I am. I'm their number one cheerleader. And I hope yeah. they go so far. I hope they take everything that they learned from me and make it better, make well, it better. That's my yeah. point is that, you know, it shouldn't only be your mother, you know, yeah. but that was that, that kind of touched my heart that way. But it also touched me in the sense that a lot of the students, a lot of the people I work with, they say to me like, oh, you're like the mom around here <laughs> because I'm, I'll walk up and I'll be like, this coat needs this, or did you do this or, and it's just such an open atmosphere that everybody is okay with it. And I'm not being a miss nosy body and being in their business. Right. But 
we have other groomers that do the same that are senior groomers that will say, you know, oh, you're working on this curly coat. You should follow this kind of regimen or use this shampoo. That to me, just that just melts my heart because that's mm -hmm. just helping someone that's next to you get better, be better Absolutely. Mm -hmm. instead of being like, eh, Susie doesn't know what the hell she's doing. Well, she's not now, but she will. Her. Right. <laughs> you know, or did you see that? And she'll remember all the bad things you said about her. About her right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I actually had somebody one time come up to me at a show and ask me, and it was a pretty, uh, a pretty uh, well-known name uh, in the industry asked why uh, someone that she trained was not acknowledging her as you know like saying i'm i'm a protege of blah 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 mm -hmm. and blah blah blah. and i said you know a lot of times it's tough because they don't want they're they're trying to come out of a shadow mm -hmm. especially when they train or they they learn from someone um who has already established a, a stellar reputation and a known name and now they're trying to step out on their own and so um, it's not really that they're trying to cause drama and not acknowledge, you know, who their teacher was, but they're trying to step out on their own and saying, this is my work, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and, and establish their own uh, reputation. What I think well. is fun is that depending on who mentored you, you can always see their work in your work. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like I know that top knot was taught to you by such and such because that's right. how they do. The, I see it. <laughs> yeah. So that's and always that's, fun sometimes. Yep. And that's that's a nice uh, a nice way for us to actually because usually when it's drama, it's usually about ego. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. So it's a nice way to, 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 to just kind of check your ego a little bit mm -hmm. and be like, they either want what? to tear you down because they don't believe what you're saying or right. what you're saying is truthful. And they feel like, oh my gosh, I've been doing things wrong. So if I shut this person down, no one will see my mistakes. Exactly. Instead of just saying, oh, I did not know that. Right. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. I didn't until seven years ago uh, because I don't show dogs. I'm not, I didn't come from the dog show world. I know a lot of people who show dogs, but I'm not, I don't know the language. I don't know the training. I don't know what they go through. All I see is what I see on Westminster or at the local right. dog shows. That's, that's all. Uh, you know, I have specialized so hard in skincare that I do. There's a lot of pieces of this industry that I'm, I'm not schooled on. I only knew what a uh, stacking box was like seven years ago. That's when I learned it very late in my career. Um, and I'm okay with that. I don't show dogs. How would I know that unless somebody showed it to me? And I'm right. like, oh, well, we what's, don't use stacking what's boxes. That box? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you know that? And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't know that. And I'm like, well, how? How would I know that? I'm I'm not in the show world. And I don't feel bad for not knowing it, but it's nice to know those new things so that you can better um have a better rapport with that show groomer or a person who does know in that world. Uh, so there's plenty to learn. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care how long you've been in it. There's always those little nuances uh, to learn. So, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm human just like everybody else. I don't have an encyclopedia in my head. Uh, you know, don't just, believe just, her. <laughs> <laughs> just what do I've read. I've read, a, I've read do a couple books. New, 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 new medic memory. What is it? What is it called? Because I, I don't have it. it. 
identic yes identic memory Mm -hmm. i think that you because you read things and then you will like you could just quote stuff especially if it's on a topic that it lights your fire yeah if i know about it i could talk about it believe me i don't know how to make a stacking box but i know about it (laughs) (laughs) so you know there's always something to learn there's always something to learn I don't, I don't, uh, I don't care to make anything that would break my fingernails. So, right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, yeah, can't, <laughs> have have to, can't have it. Can't have it. I have to keep things realistic here for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can so. handle power tools and stuff, but I'd much rather a cute handyman in a tool belt come and help. That's me. what I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Freshly chopped wood smell on, on clean sweat. Mm. Bring, yes. it, bring it, bring it. I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for that. Yeah, that's nice. But we digress on to <laughs> that would that's definitely okay. bring that would definitely bring drama into my life if there was some cute handyman here and my husband decides to be like, what the hell is going on? I just have to put a tool belt on my band and I'm good to go. I was gonna say you, <laughs> you have a super handyman. While I, I absolutely love and adore my husband, I get very nervous when he is around power tools. He oh. is he is a, a, a more of an intellectual than he is a Mr. Fix it. Yeah. So um, he just was never trained like that. My me, I can do stuff. I honestly, when our garbage disposal broke, I fixed it. My dad taught me how to do it. My dad was a Mr. Mm-hmm. Fix it kind of guy. So, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I would have to say that um, the sexiest I think my husband ever is is when I see him running the vacuum or mopping or. <laughs> Doing the dishes, you know. I don't know. Like, if it wasn't for my husband, I'd probably be living in a tent somewhere. Yeah. I, I, don't, I can't. I'm I'm like the dreamer, and he builds my foundation so that I can continue to dream. And I I really do adore and appreciate all the things that he does for me. It's he's amazing. We wouldn't be able to find you in your tent, Michelle, if you had a tent with your things. You'd just oh my be gosh! In a tent with boxes, little boxes. Talk about. Talk about somebody, some old witch that lives in the woods with potions. That that would totally be me. But the whole house would be breaking down because I wouldn't yeah. be in The rain would come in and I'd just put a, a potted plant under it. Like yeah. it, it would just be over for me. You hear me? I have to agree with you. I think that both of us have husbands that add great stability to our uh, chaotic genius at times. Yes. So. Yes. That is it. That is a definite. So, yeah. Well, we're coming up on the hour. And I, do you have any last thoughts for uh, people who are uh, moved to say things mean or people who have been said mean things too in a grooming group or in a social setting? Just don't take things so personally, really. Even if it is personally aimed at you, a lot of times my best advice to myself is it's really not about me, it's about them. There's something lacking or some misunderstanding with them or where they are in that moment in time and that is that is their best defense yeah i think for melissa for your case in in particular sometimes you are so beautifully backlit and lit just from your personality you are one of the sweetest nicest (laughs) people i have ever met in my life and sometimes when people are in a dark place they see that light 
and they just want to stab it. They just want to make it go away. They want to cover it with a black cloth because they, they're not prepared for that amount of beauty and light in their life yet. Uh, and I've seen that. I've seen that in real time. Why uh, <laughs> I, I have seen it in real time and it astonishes me. I, I, sometimes my, my jaw hits the floor and I don't even have words. I'm like, I just saw that happen to you. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And I, I, I concur, Melissa. I think that uh, a lot of times you just have to let it, it's like water off a duck's back yeah. for real. Let it go because that person has to live with them for the rest of their life. Right. You don't have to, they don't have to, don't give them free rent in your head. No. Um, and that's, that's a perfect example is do not give them free rent in your head because mm -hmm. their words really have no bearing. They really, truly don't. And um, and if they do have bearing and it really hits you in a sense where you where they've shaken your foundation and you really know what your foundation is. Then you need to to do some self-examination. Exactly. But, exactly. But yeah. always re-examine. There's nothing wrong with re-examining. No. You know? the thought or the thing or the topic right. that triggered that other person. Um, but if you explore it and say, you know <laughs> what? No, I, I think I'm right. I, I think I'm still going to go with this way. I like it yeah. better. That's fine. <laughs> I remember when we were at that show and I moved that lady's bag for just a moment on the back of a chair and she was about, unreal. unreal. About ripped me a new one and I just kind of stood there and I was like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, but I'm going to use this chair now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit here. So, okay. You know, yeah. And it just, you know, I could have been like, oh, God, I don't know. Uh -uh, sorry. Mm -hmm. If you can't take all this light, sorry, you better get some sunscreen because that's what I'm for all about. Sure, for sure. Sometimes when I visit with Melissa for too long, I go home and people are like, one side of your face is like really darker than the other. And I'm like, yeah, it's with Melissa. She sat over here. <laughs> for real. Well, we're all working. We're all a work in progress. We're all human. Yes. And if we can forgive ourselves for our mistakes. Yes then let's learn how to forgive others for their foibles as well. And with that, let's do our little outro. All right. Uh, we put another one in the can. May your next sip be just as delicious as your last. Thank you all for visiting and we will see you and hear you next time. Bye everybody.